Hi, and welcome to the Tomato Timer, a podcast about learning to learn. I'm Zubair from Xenos, and I'm tuning in live with experts from around the world, asking your questions and hearing their stories, all before the timer goes off. 24 minutes and 39 seconds to go. Hello, everyone. Hi, welcome to episode 37 of the Tomato Timer. And as we continue with our Young Changemaker series, we have an amazing, incredible changemaker today, um, Monica is the founder of Desi Ballers. She was part of the summit in 2019 when I was there as well. And she is. She also represented uh, Bangladesh at the 58th International Session for Young Participants at the Olympic Academy. Um, she is an incredible person. She's the recipient of the Queen's uh, Commonwealth Trust Award. And she got to meet the Duke and Duchess of Sussex as well during that time. Um, Monica, so good to have you. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thanks. So, Monica, first of all, tell me a little bit about the kind of the story behind Desi Ballers. Where did it all start? Um, you know, wh- what were you thinking about? Were you an active kind of sports person as a, as a young girl? Yeah, like I used to live in a joint family. So I had nine cousin brother. So when oh. I was growing up, so when I was growing up, so I used to always play with them, like cricket, football, mm-hmm. any other outdoor sports, you name it. So I never played basketball. So one day I went to see one of my cousins to play basketball. So from there, I was curious that I have never played this sport. So why why shouldn't I try? So from Mm -hmm. there, I started playing basketball. So my journey started in 2005. So and in 2016, I uh, played uh, basketball for my national team. So it it was a very long journey, but when I started playing basketball, there was no national team, you know. So I never imagined of playing basketball for my national team. So, but with time it grew and I got the chance to play for my national team. So within these 15 years, uh, I had seen like the system is not right for women, you know. There are mm-hmm. so many lackings, there are so many discrimination going on uh, in, in the system. So like, me and my teammate, who is, who is the co-founder of uh, Desi Ballers as well, Ashrin. So we both like started thinking that we should create more opportunities for girls because there are more girls who wants to play. But uh, like us, I have to wait 15 years to play for the national team. But that doesn't have to have same with other girls as well, you yeah. know. So like we started with a Facebook page or you can say group, and then we organize. Uh, only women-oriented tournament because in here the tournaments are only for boys or yeah. if the men, but there is no tournaments only for girls. You know, so we are the first one who organized a tournament only for girls, and we got so good response in that. So after that, like we thought, like now no, we have to work on this and we have to make this happen. So from there, in 2018, Deshi Bowler started, and we are going very well. Yeah. Amazing. So tell us a little bit about what you guys do exactly. Do you organize events? How, how are you empowering young girls who want to pursue sports? Mm-hmm. Uh, there are many activities we which we do through, throughout the whole uh, year. Like first of all, uh, there are no regular practice for women. You know, like in mm-hmm. Bangladesh or in Asia, you can say the place for playing basketball is very less. Like the court, we need a yeah. proper court for playing basketball. And those 
courts are not available for girls. There are restrictions in that place as well. So first of all, we try to create a uh, place, safer place for women where they can practice regularly because uh, in it happens like whenever we have any tournaments, we mm -hmm. just go and play. We don't practice. And because of which many, many women have to face injuries and other stuff. So we started the regular practice sessions. Then for young girls, we started to do camps in schools, like to make them the importance of playing sports. And if they are interested, they can take basketball as their profession, you know? So then we also do uh, like boot camps for fitness, like those who are not, uh, do not want to be a basketball player, but who are pretty much interested in, you know, sports. So we also do weekly camps for them. They're like a fitness camp. So anyone can join. And we also have some uh, sessions like, uh, like there are girls, uh, like, for, like for me after five years, I'm going to be a senior athlete. Uh, like due to my physical fitness, I can't play sports. But if I want, I can take like as a coach or I can be a manager or I can be something else like, yeah. Sports doesn't mean you have to only play sports. Yeah. So in here, the culture is like, if you want to play sports, you have to only play sports. There is no sports journalism or there is no coach. There is no referees, female referees, you know? Yeah. Well, we also wanted to make the awareness that you can be this, you can be that. After you retire from playing sports, you can also be this. So we want to, uh, we are, through our sessions, we are trying to spread the awareness that if you want to, if you don't want to play, it's fine. You can do many other things, which is related to sports. Mm. You know? So like li little by little, we are expanding our events and we are trying to encourage girls to take sports more seriously. Yeah. Yeah. So th that's, that's such an important cause. and. I want to explore this a little bit more. I know it's a bit controversial, but what are those challenges in particular for girls um, pursuing sports in, in areas of the world where we're mm -hmm. from, you know, where we talk about Southeast Asia, we're talking about these kind of um, countries who, let's just say that it's not part of America and Western Europe, yeah. you know, what are the challenges that you face and how can we, you know, what, what can we do about it? Mm, yeah, there are many challenges. But the main challenge is, is to break this stereotype mentality, you know, that sports is only for boys, not for yes. girls. Yeah. And the girls can only play it as a hobby, not as a professional career or something else. Mm. So this is the main stereotype mentality we uh, have to deal every day, you know. And there are also like social, cultural, and obviously religious barriers as well. Mm -hmm. So... And there are many families who do not support their kids you know, to play sports or they do not encourage them to play sports. So these are the barriers we are still dealing with. So I feel the society first you know, need to accept that uh, uh, there is no difference between a female athlete and male athlete. It, mm -hmm. it is an athlete. Athlete means an athlete. Yes. The athlete cannot be uh, like judged by a gender. You know? Uh, so, and secondly, women need to speak up and women need to come out of their home to play sports if they want. And I feel if I cannot convince my parents that I want to play sports, how yeah. can I convince the society that 
I want to play sports. You know? So first of all, I need to convince my parents that yes, I want this. I want to make a career in this, and then I can say this to my to the society that yes, I can do this. You know. Yeah. So yeah, there are and lots of challenges. There Maybe. are yeah. many challenges. I can we we've all faced them. Um, and and a lot of what you said is is to be proactive and actually go out and and you know not accept what society is telling us but actually try to make a change and go out there what can we do as as young people who are maybe because of like social media you know we can see so much happening we can see um girls and, and every kind of gender and it, it doesn't matter we, we're seeing people play sport we can see it online we can see it on the internet uh we can see people pursuing fit and it's not just sports but being you know pursuing their fit fitness journeys and trying to try to be healthier um so we're we're starting to be more aware of, of all these challenges and, and things that are out there. But what can we do ourselves um, to empower uh, this kind of uh, empower, whether it's our sisters or, or ourselves for girls um, in pursuing, if it's not just sports for a career, but sports to, yeah. to kind of be healthy and, and have a good lifestyle? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, for example, if we have a sister, you should encourage her to play sports. You know, if you are playing sports, you should fight for her with your with your parents. Like if every boy starts to do that, like the yeah. the girls will get a strong support from their home. So the main issue is that they don't get enough support or encouragement from their friends, family, or society. Yes. And because of rich, uh, they also start thinking like that. Should I play sports? Or they start to self doubt themselves. I feel. Mm -hmm. So I think we need to encourage uh, girls more, and we need to create more opportunities for girls. You know, uh, like I'm saying that girls should take sports as a profession, but there is no profession, you know, so to take right now. Like for yeah. example, I, I play basketball for my national team, but there is no permanent thing. I can be cut off anytime. I don't get proper uh, like salary as an athlete. So how yeah. can I convince my parents that I want to pursue in this career? Because there is no career. So first of all, we have to create that career. We have to create that opportunity. We have to create that organization. Like as a young, like for me, there was no opportunity. But now I am creating opportunity for the young people who are next generation after me. So like if like this, we all start to take initiative, uh, start to encourage women, uh, like this, if it will take time, but slowly we can normalize playing sports for girls is okay. You know? Yeah. And another thing, which is we don't get enough media attention. You know? So yeah, that's the another thing. Like we, if we are doing good, we, they also make a, they will make a news. Like it's not your ability; it's because you are a girl. The headline would be like, "Girl, girl athlete," the, which I'm. Uh, which earlier I tried to say, see athlete as an athlete, not a girl and a boy. So yeah, there are, we, if we try from ourselves, we can change uh, many things, yeah. Yeah, and I, I completely agree. And there's so many um, within the media and how we're, this is portrayed, okay. the, yeah. the, the wording that's used and where the, these kind of pieces of news are you know, shared online, um, there are so many polarizations and, and you know where we things are restricted and it's it's heartbreaking because at the end of the day you know sports 
and even when you say sportsmanship, you know, you can't even yeah. say sportswomanship. Um, it's it's in, it's sad. It's very very sad because there are just some incredible, just many of my idols and many of because I'm a I like to be involved a lot with sports and I play like mm-hmm. you know, cricket and tennis and I, I'm a big runner and I swim and I do all these kind of stuff and it doesn't and when I go out and look for you know whether it's tutorials or videos I'm never polarized or thinking about oh is that a tutorial by a girl or a boy it's it's not it's never comes to me yeah. but that's because I've been exposed time and time again that when I go for my races uh, with my university you know I'm going to be running alongside girls and they're going to be some girls who are going to shoot past me so much faster and I'm not, I'm always going to be behind them and we we forget when we're I guess because of the way society and, and the world is portraying this image mm-hmm. we we forget that the, the, this we can't we can't make these judgments you know before even starting this the this, the race or before even starting the game yeah. um so it it's a huge challenge and I hope that I guess the, the first part is for ourselves to start doing these things you know playing sports going out there um joining if you, if you feel uncomfortable in a, in a male or mixed situation then maybe you do it in a girls only kind of career yeah. part pathway. there's a lot of really cool stuff happening in the gym arena where you know people there are lots of gyms that are opening up and slotting hours for female only um which is you know very encouraging for people who don't feel comfortable in a, in a mixed environment um so it's I guess it's encouraging, but there's still a whole lot of stuff to do to really normalize this. I want to bring you back to your kind of your education and your kind of um, even what you're pursuing at this stage in your career. How has that affected you and and led you that kind of is it affected your sports abilities and how has it affected you to kind of organize and develop um, your organization more? Yeah, interestingly, uh, when I was playing sports for my national team, so I got selected in my second year of university. So, and then after two years, I got into a job. So in, uh, like I, in job interviews, I always used to say, this is my practice hour. Uh, during this hour, I cannot do office, you know, like there yeah. are, our practice used to happen, happen like from evening 8 to 10 uh, at night because all of us used to work, used to do uh, jobs. So like in few offices, they used to ask for extra hours. You know, you have to stay late or you have to uh, do extra work for till nine or meeting and other stuff. So my first criteria was to see the office allows me my practice time or not. And if I have any trips for international games, they will allow me or not. So because of this, I have left many jobs and many interviews. <laughs> because it doesn't, yeah, because in here, people don't understand you know, the sports career or the priority for sports. They think it's a hobby. You should yeah. give priority to your job because you're getting paid here. You're not getting paid there. You know, the mentality is like that. So because yeah. of which I had to left many jobs because my priorities are uh, like, like with sports. So in the one year, I think I left three jobs to play three wow. games. <laughs> Good job. So, yeah, but I think it, it was worth it. Yeah. So now I'm uh, doing a full-time job in a software company. Uh, mm-hmm. And my background is computer science and engineering. So uh, nothing related to my work, which I'm doing in Deshi Ballers. Yeah. So yeah, and but in here, they gave me a freedom. They are very flexible, so which is good with me. So I'm here for like a one and a half year. So, mm-hmm. and the educational part 
really didn't help me in my organization, but I would say during my university time, I was involved in more clubs and other extracurricular activities, you know, mm -hmm. which really helped me to, you know, get along with my organization. And in my organization, I see the technical side. So for me, it was a plus and minus both because I have a technical background, so I can see yeah. the technical sides of my organization as well. But I'm still learning the business side, like the financing, the accounting. Yeah. These are totally new to me because I never studied in my school or in my university. I was always, always a science student. So yeah, so now with time I'm learning uh, with my organization, but it doesn't really matter what you are studying and what you are doing right now. If you can find a bridge in between, uh, between both and mm -hmm. your, what your love, uh, like you love what you're doing, it's fine, I think, so yeah. Amazing. People do not need to think uh, like in university life, they do not think much about what they are going to do in their career. Mm -hmm. What I'm studying is going to help me or not. Uh, like there's no point of thinking all that because I never planned to like have an organization. So right yeah. now I have. Yeah. Amazing. So uh, you've mentioned this quite a few times about, you know, uh, representing your country in the national team. Um, you also went to the Olympic Academy. Um, Couple yeah. of years ago, Greece. Um, tell us about your experience there. What was it like? What were you doing there? Uh, it uh, there was an event for like youth, uh, youth athletes. Uh, I was represented from my federation, uh, basketball federation, and it was in 2018. And it was my first solo trip. So okay. I always traveled with my team. I never traveled totally alone. So mm -hmm. this event happened in Greece in the International Olympic Academy. So there we had to stay like for 16 days. Uh, we were like total 150 to 160 people. Uh, and all of them were like athletes from their respective countries, representing their uh, NOCs, Olympic uh, players and professors, well-known well professors as well. So it wow. was a totally new world to me, you know? <laughs> so, and yeah and there was no internet there was no proper phone so for 16 days we all were like made so many friends so many uh, met, met so many peoples and learned so many cultures you know like for me and uh, this was the first time i went outside asia so for me it was a totally yeah. new world <laughs> so <laughs> i learned so many things i made so many friends you know so from there uh, i realized the power of sports you know how sports can unite people mm -hmm. like in respect of language culture all other differences because there are a few people who couldn't even speak in proper english or they couldn't communicate but we are so good friends right now because we love sports mm -hmm. so from there i realized the power of sports and how sports can really change someone's uh, way of seeing life and way of living life you know? yeah sports unites people that's amazing and and yeah. you're absolutely right there's you know uh, um growing up in saudi arabia you know like i had lots of situations where i didn't understand the arabic but i would go onto a football court and that's it you know you knew what you were going to do you yeah. knew how you're going to play um, if you didn't understand you had to be a goalie that's they would you up and yeah. put you in the goal but that's it like you know you understood the game and the language yeah. Um, the language of sports, you know. The language the of sports. Language it's of sports. it's yeah. international. It's it's always everyone knows it. It's it's a beautiful thing. And then um, 
more recently, you were part of the Queen's Commonwealth Trust. What was that about? Yeah, uh, like for the one young world, uh, the mm -hmm. Queen's Commonwealth Trust, uh, Commonwealth Trust is a part of, also part of young, one young world. So when I was applying for the one young world, I also applied for the Queen's Commonwealth Trust scholarship. So yep. luckily, I got this scholarship, and and the Queen's Commonwealth Trust they selected like 53 young child, uh, change makers from 53 <laughs> Commonwealth countries. So from Bangladesh, I was the one who got selected. Okay. So, yeah, it was a very exciting moment for me, and yeah, like now from now till now, I am with them. So they are very supportive uh, with everything I what I do. They are always there, and yeah, like One Young World and Queen's Cornwall Trust really gave me a platform, you know, to expand my work. Of course, yeah. and what about? Um you know because the queen's Commonwealth trust is i think yeah. i'm not sure if it's, it's organized or but like it's it's definitely spearheaded by the duchess and duke of sussex oh you, yeah they are yeah. the uh, like principal or vice principal you could say okay. of the queen's Commonwealth trust so yeah. yeah i got the opportunity to meet them uh, which Amazing. is a very how did that happen <laughs> yeah like i didn't knew from before like I got to know one day before that I'm gonna meet them. Like I got an email that you're gonna meet them and it's a secret. You can you, you cannot share with anyone. <laughs> there is a meeting, you know, secret meeting. So I went there and then saw 10 more uh, young people with me. So we were in, we were total 10 people who got selected by the Queen's Commonwealth Trust to meet them. So we had a meeting a day before and the next morning at like six, I had to sneak out of my room so my uh, roommate didn't knew about it where i'm going so, because we're not we were not allowed to say anything you know until yeah. the met went because of the protocols and the media coverage issues yeah. and other stuff so yeah the, we went there and we met with them and uh, like initially we knew that we are gonna meet with megan but we didn't knew that we are gonna meet with uh, harry as well because When we uh, got there, and Harry entered the room, and we were all like shocked. That, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and to top it up with, I was sitting beside Harry. So Amazing. I, yeah. So for that, uh, like 30 minutes, I was totally blank. I didn't, didn't know what was happening around <laughs> me. <laughs> But yeah, that was a pretty amazing feeling, you know. And great imagine. job. Well, what what was discussed during? Like, where was it a What were what were the topics you talked about together? Uh, mainly, we all ten people we represented our organization because mm -hmm. uh, we ten of us were somehow working with gender equality and inclusion, yeah. and Megam and Harry is always uh, promoting gender equality and inclusion. You know, yeah. so we all shared our organization, what we are doing, and what we want to do in future, and they all they they also shared their insights with us and. They also like say encourage us in many ways. So yeah, we also we just shared our experience, life experience, why we choose to start the organization, mm -hmm. and what we are working and what our vision are. So yeah, amazing. So now, um, Monica, I want to kind of wrap up, but I want to hear a message from you that you would like to share with um, young girls, especially out there who who might be feeling because of many many restrictions and, and different societal barriers um, that they can't pursue sports or health, fitness or whatever 
um, what are what what would you say, tell them? How would you empower them? Um, I will say never give up uh, what you love to do, uh, because I know it's very hard, but it's not impossible. Uh, like you uh, always look for opportunities, and if you can hold on to it, one day you will get that opportunity and result. And like I was playing basketball for 15 years, but I never got the opportunity to play for my national team. But I did after 15 years, you know. If because with me there were so many people who left the practice, who left for their uh, like future careers, who got married, and other stuff as well. But I hold on. That's why I got the opportunity. So, in I I can say in perspective of Asia, it is hard for women. Uh, to play sports, obviously, but it is not impossible. So if you could at least reach the field uh, like of playing uh, sports, you have achieved so many things because to reach that field, you have broke, you have to break so many walls, so many barriers, you know? Yeah. So for us to reach the field or to reach uh, the sports ground is a very big thing. So don't let go what you love and Always try to encourage yourself. Always try to encourage others as well because encourage is one thing which can give you confidence, which can take you to another level, you know? So, yeah, always try to encourage other women. Always try to encourage everyone. And never give up and never say, like, it's not happening or it will not happen. And it, it's okay if you fail, but never give up. Always try to learn from your uh, experience why I have failed. Because in games, like from me, I can say what I learned from basketball is that I have learned how to respect my opponents. I have learned how to handle failures. And more importantly, I have learned how to handle success. You know, There are many people who cannot handle success. Yeah. Yeah. Like failure, we can, yeah. So for failure, I can blame it, that blame. But for success, you cannot blame anyone because you are succeeding, but to maintain the success and to stay grounded at that position, it's very important. So yeah, one thing I would say, never give up and always look for opportunities. It's okay if you get rejected, no problem. Just uh, clean, clean the street out and walk through it, yeah. Amazing. That was beautiful and so empowering. Thank you so much for joining us, Monica. Yeah, thank you so much. And thank you to everyone who's watched us live um, or listening to us uh, in a recorded session. Um, do join us again next week. We'll be here every Saturday. Um, for that, bye-bye. And that's another episode of the Tomato Timer. If you'd like to ask your questions and join us live next week, join the Xenos Discord server. The invite link is in the description. And to learn more about Xenos and how a bunch of students are on a mission of making quality education accessible to all, Go to Xenos.org. Bye for now.